Hey, Garrett. Yes, Boca? Can your girlfriend fight? I don't think so. I think she could well, definitely ru- cry and run away, though. So I think that's, that's her skill set. It's time we find out. This week when we discuss Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Hi, I'm Boca. And I'm Garrett. And this week, we're at Bromance Podcast, the podcast where two dudes talk about romantic comedies because love is dead and movies are real. We're here discussing the 2010 hit, 10-year anniversary. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Uh, it's a banger. Yeah. Yeah, what's the tale of the tape? How are you feeling? Uh, I really, really like it. I'm going to just play my hand here right now, but this movie, it slaps. It slapped then. It slaps now. It's our only genre rom-com that's probably the, what, action-adventure rom-com that I'm <laughs> not sure any other movie falls into. It's the most violent rom-com we've watched, and I guess we can be thankful for that. Like, so much of this podcast is going to be us being like, and then they fight. Like, 80%, that's not true, 40% of the movie is fight scenes that are awesome, and, like, we're going to get into that. But, like, yeah. without just describing the fight scene, the actual plot points are going to be super short. Yeah. Well, because this movie's a musical, but instead of music, it's a fight. Yeah. Somebody else said that. I didn't think of that myself. I read on the internet while I was doing my uh, research. Well, there's no choreographed lip syncing or dance moves, and for that, I'm incredibly grateful. No, but there I are. I mean, not really, though. Fight like, they, don't, they don't. Okay, that's the only time, and it's brief. <laughs> All the other fights are just like shonen manga anime fights that are amazing, and also whoever directed this. That's the thing. Whenever they take an anime and they're like, hey, let's turn this into a live action movie, it almost always shits the bed. Yep. Where in this, it's like lean into the fact that this is a cartoon and yeah. make it a cartoon and it will be great. Listen, Garrett, the Avatar The Last Airbender movie, fantastic, wonderful, M. Night Shyamalan at the top of his game. Where was the Oscar? Honestly, just uh, I, I haven't watched it and I really need to. But I also am only done with season one of Avatar, so I want to. You I haven't wanna... finished Avatar. I've had stuff happening. Uh, I've had. To, I'm Garrett. I have a full time job, a girlfriend, and parents-in-law. When that's you, I got right to install now. flooring. <laughs> yeah, he's out here living like fucking Bob the Builder, living like Dulé Hill and Holes. Talking about I can fix that. Shut the fuck up, Garrett. Uh-huh. Once you install your own flooring and then you walk around on your floors and you just admire your molding, I understand it now. I understand you, how dads become dads. Podcast for, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that Garrett's dream of Valhalla is just like maintaining a three-bed, two-bath in the suburbs, okay? So like when he's here talking about installing your own floor, flooring is as close to the face of God as you'll ever come. Please just 100%. ignore it. Oh, you don't even know the thrill until you look at a 90-degree edge that you installed. Oh, today I adjusted a stove so that the top of the burners were flush with a countertop. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't get better than that, man. Me, <laughs> we, we are polar opposites in every single fucking way, and it's, more, it's never exhibited more than you living a wholesome Christian uh, yeah. Protestant life of adjusting your mother-in-law's stove and me going on a date yesterday and telling this girl, I'm afraid of some types of birds. <laughs> what type of birds are you afraid of? Let's get it. Corn swallows. Why? We're going to get to Scott Pilgrim. Just listen to this one, one day. Why are, why are you scared of barn swallows? And why barn is it the swallows, funniest thing? They're actually, they're gorgeous. They fly cool. Their, their cry is awful. If you played Ghost of Tsushima, 
you would have heard barn swallows. And I re- this is how much I hate the birds. I'm playing this video game years later, and I'm like, I recognize the fucking type of bird this is. Okay? okay. How did that bird hurt you? How have okay. you been personally so victimized barn swallows by swallows? are cool looking, and they fly like paper airplanes. The problem is they're territorial. When I was in, like, middle school, they built a nest above my front door. That means every time my latchkey kid ass is coming through the front door, I'm interrupting the barn swallows, and they dive-bombed me. For years, I'm afraid of barn swallows. That's how I'm, well, different story, but I'm afraid of parrots because I was attacked by parrots. Several? Well, okay, parrot. Her name okay. was Samantha. And my, okay, so my dad used to raise, hand raise exotic birds and have them mate to, as a business. And my dad was yeah, a bird What the camp. fuck? You've never my told- dad. My dad was a Is bird Is illegal? Camp. Yes, it is. It's, it's just a, he was an exotic bird breeder. It's illegal. He was, Joe Exo- he was Joe Exotic, but for birds. Garrett, was this legal? It was, 100%. It's legal. He's winking. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> so anyway, it's all on the up and up. So he had this bird named Samantha who was like a breeder. And the problem was it had gotten to the point where like she was done producing chicks but she still had a sex drive and had identified my father as like the person like her person. So she would attack people that got close to my dad when she was in heat. So we had to give her to the San Diego zoo. That's insane. But also she was a zoo level bird. Yeah. She bit my nose and I was like, fuck birds. <laughs> yeah. Listen, the bird birds aren't real anyway. They're just government drones. The, bir- the mean, birds were installed by the bourgeoisie. Have you not heard about the stuff they're putting in the water that turned the fricking frogs gay, Boca? Thank you, Alex. Jones. <laughs> Are you, are you ready to discuss the movie? I think we're ready. I, th- I think we're ready, too. All right. How does it start? Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, set in Toronto, Canada, Great White North, foreign country. Already, this movie is exotic. Right um, through the sixth of my woes. Yes. Uh, so, Scott Pilgrim is this dude, played by Michael Sarah, And he has this band called Sex Bomb, like the bombs from uh, Super Mario. The, the drummer, Kim, used to go out with Scott in high school Steven is a member of the band, and then Young Neil, also of the band. In comes uh, Scott Pilgrim's 17-year-old girlfriend. And we established that he's like, what, 23? 22. It doesn't make it better. They're all talking at band practice, and it's like, so Scott's dating a high schooler because they're like in their young 20s. Yeah, Knives Chow. I spoiled several names, and I apologize for depriving the audience of the game that we've come to play. But Jesus Christ, Scott Pilgrim's dating a high schooler, Garrett. Yeah, we really got to cut in on this. And like, for some reason, the first time I watched this, I was like my junior, senior year of high school. I, for some reason, just glossed over how problematic this would be because you're in high school. So you always think you can bat up and that's fine. But then you look at it in reverse and you're like, oh, you're 22 and you are trying to have sex with a 17 year old. You're a problem. And like the butt of all the jokes is like, yep, here's Scott and his high school girlfriend. I'm sorry. You broke up there. (laughs) Wait, really? Yeah. Crap. For how long? Scott. <laughs> From like the beginning of the thought? No, do we, we can, actually let's, I'll edit this out. Yeah, I'll edit this out. Um, no, but like, 
as a high school student, when I first saw this, you don't understand that like it's a problem because you always think you can bat up because you're in high school. So it's like, oh, I could date someone older. That'd be fine. Until you are older and you're like, you're 22 dating a 17 year old. This is a problem. And they like most of the jokes in the beginning of the movie are entirely based around that problem that somehow went over my head when I first watched it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I only knew snippets of Scott Pilgrim versus the world versus the world. I don't know when I first consumed it, but this never really processed. I knew he had the other girlfriend, uh, Knives, but I didn't know she was so much younger than her. And the funny yeah. thing is uh, that you're going to look at me funny for a second. I was like, yo, I love Knives. I was like, why do I rec? Yeah, so I was like, why do I recognize this person? Uh huh, this 17 year old character. Have you watched Glow? No. that's the rollerblading thing right no (laughs) it's both neon but no glow is gorgeous ladies of wrestling oh shit uh, the the character of uh knives chow she's also in glow and the same i was like why do i why because i was into her character in glow i was like why is this person familiar why is this like ah so yeah she was um same woman i can't remember her name now or i could find it but i don't want to have too much dead air but Knives is uh, 17, Scott's 22, this is gross. Even if you do take your age of Adam 2 at 7, gross. If you take, oh, legal age of consent, gross. If you take Scott, oh, I already graduated college, gross. So, like, the young people giving him shit for it, his friends should have stopped him. It's absurd. Yeah, because it's a felony, isn't it? I don't know Canadian law. You know, it's the, it's the wadlings. What they it emotionally up. feels like a felony. <laughs> it's an emotional felony. That's the next al- uh, Usher album. Emotion. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Situation. No. Okay. No. Go. So then, uh, so that, nice. so she comes over because she wants to like watch them rehearse, and her his bandmate was that Stephen is like, is she cool? Like, will she fangirl over us? Because that's what we we that. absolutely need. We need our egos stroked right now. She's like, yeah, yeah. She she could fangirl. She could fan over stuff. Let's try it. So they play. And I forgot the amount of like crunch and distortion in every song in this thing. It was like, they were like, okay, what, what falls in this vein? We got the white stripes. We got the black keys. We got a distortion pedal and a crunch pedal. Let's get weird. And that's every single song. I liked the music. Oh, me too. I'm not complaining. I love the black keys. I love the white stripes, but like, it was very much in a vein. Like literally right before this, I was Googling that song. Was it a black sheep by metric or metric or something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was like, yo, all this music, it's going to go on my white people friendly playlist. There you go. It's just Fleetwood Mac and the entire soundtrack to uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Listen, I love my Fleetwood Mac, and I'm not ashamed, okay? Unironically, not even as a, oh, this is white people music because it's a guitar. No, I love Fleetwood Mac because the drama... Garrett, the drama. I feel like, like the inverse of this would be like if, if like the whitest dude in the world had like a black people playlist. Like, what's in it? Biggie. What else? Biggie. Biggie. Name a second rapper. Name any other rapper. <laughs> Biggie two. <laughs> Listen, I can name ten. I have, I have binders full of white people music. Okay, and like black binders, like Pokemon cards. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I got my Fleetwood Mac, I got the zombies, the airplanes, now Metric, Fallout Boy. Oh, actually, Fallout Boy, Uh, lead dude from that's half Jamaican, so like, Wagwan. Really? But yeah, yeah. I I would not have called that. What what the fuck is his name? I'll, I'll, 20 minutes later, while I can Google on the side, I'll say it up. Is it not Fallout Boy? 
We uh, what? Is his name not Fallout Boy? Have I been doing this wrong the whole time? This isn't the Alan Parsons experiment, Garrett. Another white person band. But this is the Alan Parsons. Fucking flex. I just casually drop it in conversation, bro. Listen, tweet at me and I'll I'll share you on Spotify, my white people friendly playlist. What happens next in this movie? Okay, so um, they proceed to go on a couple little dates uh, where he like, they go to a record store, they look through music, she finds like an album of his ex who he was dumped by a year prior, who got signed to some major label and blew up. Um, and Knives is like, oh, wow, they're awesome. She's like, yeah, let's not talk about that. Do you, guys, do you think that we're a great band? And she just starts stroking his ego about how he's like the most creative dude that she's ever dated because, of course, because she's 17. Um, and so and he just honestly starts using her as like an emotional sounding board for reassurance that he's doing the right thing and like a fangirl. But they really do establish that like they've never kissed. They've never even held hands except they tried one time, but she got embarrassed. Um, they even have an opening where she's like, yeah, I've never like kissed a boy before. And she like, gets all close to him and he's like, oh, me either. And then they hug and then they keep walking. So I'm like, okay, so he's aware of the legality of the problem of what he's gotten himself into, but he needs the ego boost so badly that he's willing to walk the line of Chris Hansen just to be able to have one fan of this shitty Canadian band. Gary, you broke that down because I really didn't know. I didn't understand. Like, why exactly are we so... Why, why does Scott even do this to himself as an adult man? And also is like... He acts respectfully. acts like a fucking virgin. He's like, oh, we... He really does. We almost, we almost held hands. Ha, ha, ha. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, he's like an incel that plays bass and has a, a fetish for like Asian Catholic schoolgirls, and that's yeah. that's him. Well, she's not in Catholic school, but yeah, she, she, yes, she is. Got, they throw that oh, out. Oh, it was Catholic school. Yes. Okay, and, and then his sister, who's is that Aud- Aubrey Plaza, who's his sister? No, the sister's Anna Kendrick. Oh and yeah, that's okay. A lot of people are in this movie, dude. There are hitters in this movie. So Anna Kendrick is like. You're, you're kidding me. You're dating an Asian schoolgirl? And he's like, well, Catholic school. And she's like, does, does she have the outfit and everything? He's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Garrett. Uh, I caught you. Ah, what is her character's name? What is Anna uh, Kendrick's character's name? She's third build on this movie, dude. Uh, I want to go with Sarah Pilgrim because I just made that up. You're close. It's Stacy. Drink. Fuck. I'm not allowed to drink. I drank my drink before I started. Why are you owe me a shot post-episode. Okay, there we go. All right, so the next day, after Scott has a dream of some girl with purple hair and rollerblades running through his mind, they go to uh, uh, somebody's party. I don't really care who, but at the party, and Scott Pilgrim sees Ramona. Ramona Flowers, the perfect woman. Yeah, so Scott's there, and he sees uh, Ramona Flowers, and she's an Amazon delivery girl. We find that out later, but we're not going to get to that later. Which, for some reason, blew my mind because they're like, "Well, they didn't say she's a delivery girl at first. They're like, "Oh yeah, uh, Ramona Flowers," and they're like, kind of like Mean Girls, like they like interview several people that build who she must yeah. be as a human being. The, the mythos, yeah, the Ramona mythos. Flowers. And so, as part of that, they're like, "Yeah, she works at Amazon." And literally, the first thing I wrote down is, "Wow, she got stock options pre-IPO. She should really have saved those." <laughs> she was just, she was just in delivery. I doubt that she had stock options. Which, like, does Amazon? have their own delivery people i guess they do right it isn't just ups and fedex man who knows jeff bezos is the richest man on earth and meanwhile folks are out here like yo pass whatever whatever we'll, 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 we'll get into the revolution on a separate podcast but 
Scott Pilgrim tries to woo Ramona. He tells the story of Pac-Man, who is actually Puck-Man, but when they're coming from Japan to America, they don't want to call Pac-Man Puck-Man because Puck-Man could be Fuck-Man. And surprise, she's somehow not interested. It's it's amazing, you know? He, 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 they keep establishing that, like, he gets a lot of women or at least have has had sexual intercourse in his life. And I'm like... He his right hand should turn him down. Like this man is yeah. unfuckable. <laughs> it's it's the the Scott yeah that's a piece of the problem. Like uh, Scott's sister and Aubrey Plaza's character Audrey Aubrey. Say it again. Aubrey Plaza with a B. Uh, okay, well if you say so, Aubrey Plaza's character. Like, I love look- her so much. Yeah, in in the movie. In life, I just I'm a stan. It's a thing that people say, and I don't see it. Wow. I think it's the sass. Do you like to be slapped around, Garrett? Emotionally. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm really into emotional BDSM. <laughs> okay, well, you should meet my parents. Zing. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me my A minus isn't good enough. Tell it to me again, louder. Uh, oh God, you're 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 breaking the seal, man. All right. Scott's whack. Ramona doesn't want to fuck him. That's totally fine. Um, and he, so then, yeah, go ahead. I, so I got he, lost. Yeah. So he he has the coat. He he's at this party. He like you know he meets her. He comes back home. He's lying on his little mattress or whatever. Um, he then his roommate then busts in. Who we have not introduced yet. Um, no. Oh wait, I almost said uh, it. Garrett, what is Scott Pilgrim's? Isn't it like? Oh, shit. This is the problem. I finished watching this movie like five minutes before we started watching the podcast and in my haste took like emotional notes about my thoughts on the movie, but I forgot my usual, well, my now tactical OCD. Yeah. Uh, I want to say like Niles. No. What is it? I almost said it and that's somebody totally different. Roommate's name is Wallace. That's another shot. That's not even close. Yeah. Wallace is very different from Niles. Who the fuck's Niles? I don't know. It just felt right. Mm. Um, but there's like a running gag, which they don't start this here, but I feel like I didn't want to talk about it here because we might never. There's a running gag. So his roommate is gay. They sleep on the same bed in like a studio apartment. And like awesome. randomly throughout the movie, he will fall asleep on his bed, wake up next to his gay roommate who has at least between one and two other sexual partners that will rise from the bed with them every single time it's a to consult on whatever is happening in his life. And it's fucking hysterical, the idea that Michael Sarah is going to sleep and there is a three-way happening on top of Michael Sarah Every single time. And he doesn't really yeah. notice. That's kind of a euphemism for his life. <laughs> Yeah, because Scott Pilgrim's a fucking rube, man. He's an awful rube. <laughs> My notes relating to Scott Pilgrim. Something is deeply wrong with Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim sucks. Why did Ramona make out with Scott? Scott is a bastard. Scott Pilgrim is racist. <laughs> These are my notes about the main character of this fucking movie, and somehow we're supposed to be rooting for him. It's not... Yeah. I'll get to the Scott Pilgrim is racist part later on, but Scott Pilgrim is racist. Scott Pilgrim is racist. And uh, <laughs> that's not what I want, but I fucking love this movie, so it's weird. Yep, we just have to brush that. Hey, hey, Betty White is canceled and Scott Pilgrim is racist, but we still love the movies and we're keeping it moving. Yeah. So and then I'm going to skip forward a little bit. Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. and Ramona go out on a date of some sort. And it's nice. And some for some reason, she's... Uh, 
into him, willing to be with him, whatever. And they're at her place. And this is where my note of Scott Pilgrim makes out with Ramona. Why does Ramona, why does yeah. she want this? Ramona, no. Ramona Flowers has a very, uh, is a very self-contained person. Why the fuck? Even when you stuff? go back down her evil exes, which we'll get to, it's just like a grab bag of like, why? But even particularly of all the evil exes, Scott just does not fit in whatsoever at all. Mm-hmm. Like there's not, there's a reason why he's into her. There's zero reason why she should even give this guy the time of day. But yeah, um, yeah so then it's cold outside. They come back from their little date. Um, they like make out. They're going to have sex in her bed. And then they, she decides not to, but reserves the right to change her mind. And then he, they, he, he ends up back at his apartment. Um, which, yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But, you know, we're here. Uh, one thing, one person that we've forgotten about is, uh, oh, yeah, his 17-year-old girlfriend, Knives, who he's now cheated on. Oh, um, yeah! <laughs> I, I wrote down, Knives Chow was like a puppy. And then yeah, that's... Five- it's, it's That's very, why he wants her. Oh, which is disgusting. Mm-hmm. And again, like racist in a different way. The you know, it's not even my business. But it's just like, oh, he's this white dude saw an Asian girlfriend who inadvertently he's lo- he loves because she's submissive and whatever the fuck. And it's like, I mean, I feel like whoever wrote this was like, let's take every stereotypical hipster cliche of like white dude basis with an Asian girl fetish and like a hentai subscription. And like, let's just turn that into a main character of something. And that's what they did. Like this whole thing is just tongue in cheek making fun of itself. And this is one of the most, you know, solid through points to the whole damn thing. Um, And branching off that. So then they go to battle the bands. Yeah, um, and so you get Ramona Flowers finally interacting with Knives, who for the first time runs up and kisses him, which he's never done to her because that would be a felony. Yeah, or an emotional so, one. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim decided to invite his new girlfriend to the Battle of the Bands, where he his old girlfriend was already going to be. And I think already before this moment, folks were telling uh, Scott, like, if you're into Ramona, break up with Knives. If you're going to yeah, be pursuing Ramona, break up with Knives. And he's like, but I don't want to. And it's like, God damn it, Scott Pilgrim. And then they, like, go, he and Knives before this go on a couple little dates where he's totally phoning it in. And they have this thing where they play DDR together because he's a walking fucking meme. And yeah. um, they have this, like, countdown thing at the end of the game, which was, this was my favorite shot of the thing. Because it's this is the opportunity. This is when you break it off. She's like, what's wrong? And it's like, continue, nine, eight, seven. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't end the thing. And now we end up here. I mean, Knives told Scott Pilgrim she loves him, which is uh, awful and terrible. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you chose the wrong one, honey. This is... Don't love him. Love anybody else. Because Scott Pilgrim fucking sucks. It wasn't his response to that. We might be getting confused and out of order, but I don't care. Because I'm pretty sure his response to that was like, oh, you want me to meet your parents? I'm too old for you. You're too young. Are you even allowed to date non-Asian people? <laughs> he, he asked, like, are, but Knives, are you allowed to date outside your race? And, and uh, where the fuck he got that, I don't know. He's just trying to bomb the relationship because he yeah. wants her to break up with him. Yeah, so that way it's not his fault. Um, and, and, you know, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza, that's how you say her name. Her yeah, character, the Zoom didn't cut out. He just did that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't start talking, so I'm just making, I'm enunciating to make sure I say her character. Ooh, hmm. Garrett. No, don't do that to me. I'm going to do it to you. 
Man, I'm going to get an F on this exam. I did not study. Yeah. You didn't study? No. I'm going to go with uh, Aubrey Plaza's character's name is... Uh, I don't know, man. I'm going to go with Brittany because I got nothing and she's a white woman. So her name's Brittany. I will give you one more character guess. Oh, one more guess at her name or just name any character? No, one more name guess at Aubrey Plaza's character's name. I got nothing. But Danielle, I don't fucking know. Julie. Wow, I should have guessed Julie that. Powers, Garrett, wow. I'm very disappointed in you. I know. You're 0 for 3 right now. But I will name a character who we are about to meet because they're at battles of the, Battle of the Bands. They're battling, they're doing band stuff. They rush out on stage because they don't want to have, um, uh, what's her face? Flowers. She has a first name. We keep talking about it. Dude, really? Yeah, I just had a middle blank. I've been saying her name. Ramona Flowers um, and Knives to actually start talking. So they go out, they play, whatever. And he gets punched in the face halfway through his set by Matthew Patel, um, (laughs) who seemingly, and is later confirmed, the only Indian kid in town, who punches Scott directly in the face and initiates the entire thing, which is he is now going to have to fight her evil seven ex-boyfriends. Seven evil exes. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is true. So yeah, they 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 have this running bit, which we'll get to later. Yeah, and I we just perfectly recreated it. And the funny thing yeah. is, Scott Pilgrim got a warning that this was going to happen earlier in the movie. He's in his studio apartment with uh, Wallace, and he opens his email. He's like, "Oh, I got an email. Blah blah blah. Seven evil. Blah blah blah. Fight. Blah blah blah. This is boring. Deletes it, and now he's getting punched in the face. Read your yep. emails, people." 100%. I say that as I have unread emails that make me anxious. But they have the most, they launch immediately into like a fantastic manga style, like straight out of the pages fight um, with like the punching sound effects all spelled out on screen. The special effects team on this must have just had an absolute field day. But again, I've said it in the opener. I'll say it now in case someone missed the opener who happens to be in charge of casting directors for anime adaptations to the West. Use this as the template to make anime movies and then make a shit ton of them because I want Dragon Ball Z to happen. You clapping out your argument feels like cultural appropriation, but I like what you're saying. So I'm a little I mean, there's layers to it. Take manga, make it for the West, let me clap through my argument, and then entertain me via whitewashing it through the lens of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Time there's out. a lot of layers I'm Sorry, here. is whitewashing an essential step here for your process? I just assumed that that was part of the process because that's what got us to Scott Pilgrim of the world, which is, they just took what It was they a saw comic Dominic. book, Garrett. This I don't know. No, 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 no. It's anime-inspired. It is very anime-inspired. It's very game-inspired. You know, you got the game. Both. It is, it is both. They use the Legend of Zelda music at the beginning. So it's like... I mean, games and anime feel very intertwined for us, especially as we consume non-Western games. But It's any- cultural appreciation. Anyway, I want anime movies. So um, Scott or, uh, Matthew Patel goes through a Bollywood-style dance routine and uh, loses the fight by being punched in the face. And that's pretty much how that went. It's the first. It's the what else can we see about a fight, right? Straight up and down body someone physically until the end of the movie. Um, which is kind of fitting. Um, but yeah, he wins. And then he learns of what he has to do and uh, the movie sets off, which is great because the very next scene is the Seinfeld scene. 
Wait, no, you're skipping some shit. So this is where Roxanne, what? Uh, oh my God, Ramona, not Roxanne. I'm drunk. Um, Me too. Yay. We haven't done a properly drunk episode in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Quarantine, baby. All right. So Ramona Flowers, she explains, I have seven evil exes, not ex-boyfriends, and you must defeat all of them in order for us to keep dating. And Scott's like, well, if we're dating, can we make out? And Ramona says, fine, because she condones this skinny, skinny, skinny white boy. He's 5'11 and 120 pounds. It's absurd. I mean, if he, if he had any packed any emotional punch or had anything going on between the ears to offer, that'd be one thing, but he doesn't even have that. You know, you know what Scott Pilgrim, he's in a band that's kind of cool. That's what Scott Pilgrim has. Yeah. That's the I real- feel like a lot of guys have pulled a lot of people that they did had no business pulling solely based on I'm a bassist in a band. That's kind of cool. The bass is underrated. Thundercat has given us so much, you know? Yeah, he's pretty bomb. Also, yeah. Flea. Who? Oh, Flea plays the bass? I don't even know anymore. I, don't mean- I gotta just, I don't even know who you are. I don't know. Oh. Listen, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, offended Chili- on behalf of the white people playlist because Red Hot Chili Peppers has to be a cornerstone right next yeah, to Fleetwood really Mac. All, it's, all, it's just all Fleetwood Mac rumors. It's kind of limited <laughs> in that way. It's uh, it's crazy. But hey, landslide. Um, no, I, I knew Flea was in Red Hot Chili Peppers, and, he, and then they also got the guy that looks like Will Ferrell. But besides that, I don't know who's in Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wow. Wait, is one you know who's great in hip hop? Biggie Smalls. And you know who else is great in hip hop? That boy, Biggie Smalls. I love his new stuff. I can name bands, Garrett. I can name get. I can name five bands right now. Wow, flex. Yeah, do it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wow. Fleetwood Mac. Uh, uh, get out uh, of the way. Maroon Five. Wow. The Beatles. <laughs> they're a band right they were a band metallica Ooh, and uh yellow card the sheer randomness <laughs> of that fucking list is I am just... chaotic neutral man i don't i i, I give you i know hip-hop biggie smalls lil bow wow <laughs> usher <laughs> tupac <laughs> And fucking Rakim, just to give some yeah, really yeah. fucking legitimate. He's like, why yeah. are you buy well on Rakim? And the, okay. Yeah. Well, the goats, man. <laughs> that's the non-Rushmore. We, we need to move on. I'm derailing us too much today. But today okay. a lot of fun. Can we get to the Seinfeld thing? Because it made me smile. Spit it. Okay. So they do the whole, like, bass riff for the opening of Seinfeld. He goes into the apartment and he's like, I made out with Ramona Flowers. We're officially dating. I kind of have to fight her evil exes. But they do, like, a laugh track to the whole thing and make it, like, a one-shot or a, what is it, three-camera sitcom setup? Yes. And uh, it made me smile. That's the full bit. Um, so anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Wallace tells uh, Scott, break up Ramona Scott, or with uh, knives. Scott yeah. tries to break up with knives. She no, he does. Him, that, this is when she's like, that's, this is when he's being a dick. He's being aloof. They're in the record store. She's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to meet my parents. He's like, that's a terrible idea. I'm too old for you. Are you even allowed to date outside your race? She's like, I love you. He's like, I think we should see other people I- I- forever. The same fucking breath. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Um, which is, you know what struck, struck me as weird about this? 
he's 22, but he's having every bad high school relationship, which is ironic because he's dating a girl who's in high school. But like the way Ramona Flowers treats relationships, the way he treats relationships, the whole concept is very much like I'm about 15 and I'm in my second or third relationship max. And like the average length of these relationships is about two and a half weeks. Would we not be better and more comfortable as a people if we didn't just re- retcon the age of this movie and say, Scott Pilgrim is a junior, uh, Knives is a freshman, yeah. Ramona yeah. is a senior, and like uh, Gideon, who we meet later, is like a junior or something. Because like, Nothing would have changed. Yeah, it would have been le- less... Uh, maybe that's an important part of it, and we're just afraid and we're trying to look away, but it makes me go, ew... And I don't want discomfort. I, I mean, will say, in retrospect, I did know a couple girls in high school that were like dating severe, like way older dudes. Yeah. That I was that were like like goth, had huge gauges in their ears, like played some instrument, in some shitty local band, and yeah. like this was just accelerant on that fire after it came out. And it was always the other dudes that would have crushes on those chicks. They're like, oh man, they're only into older dudes. But looking back, I'm like there was a 24-year-old dude playing bass having sex with a 16-year-old, and that's not okay. <laughs> like, we were that's also 16, so we didn't see it. But, like, yeah, that uh, this this might be based off a true story. Oh, God. So, disgusting. Scott continues yeah. going out with Ramona after breaking up with Knives. They go to the castle to watch uh, this movie starring ex-pro skater, now action star, played by Chris Evans. This is oh. X number two. Garrett, what is his name? Man, this is, of all the movies to not take notes on, this is going to be an hour and a half of a dick punch. Um, I am going to go with Steve Evans. <laughs> I'm not, you don't have to drink. This is such a random one. It's Lucas Lee is Chris Evans, a.k.a. Evil X number two. He starts fighting Scott using the power of... But he doesn't, though, because he has his stunt people fight him because he doesn't do his own stunts. Shadow clones. I'm yeah. So he fights, like, six or seven stunt people and wins, which is amazing for someone who, if there was a strong gust of wind, would 100% blow away. But um, he then finally gets to Chris Evans, who, as he would, beats the shit out of him. And then knowing that this guy has a huge ego is like, do you skateboard? And he's like, of course I do. I have my own skate brand and like pulls down his shirt to reveal the logo. And then he's like, I bet you can't grind this rail, which is like, I don't know, pick like an actual mountain and then imagine there's a staircase that goes all the way down it. And that's this rail. Um, And then he goes to grind that rail and he goes like 300 miles an hour, hits the ground, explodes. Yeah. It's, and so that's how he beats evil X number two which I guess we can just count it close enough. Uh, it's fine. And Scott doesn't get the money for that one because it's all the way over there, but it's fine. Because every, every time these evil exes lose the fight, they die? Yeah. And also they burst into coins and everyone seems to be okay with that. And they like, burst into coins. That and that's like, what death is. Yeah. It's like in, in, in our world, there is no death, only money. You know, it's, this is what Ronald Reagan wanted for America. When you die, you turn into, cons- into coins, you know. Every, every funeral, every cemetery is just money trees because your corpse sprouts the money plants, man. Time to grab a shovel. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she then kind of just dips, which also, I will say, it would be hard. Imagine this. Imagine approaching dating if you knew that every new person you date, if it didn't work out, would be part of an evil league of exes that has to fight every new girl that you try to date. 
Garrett, better question than the one you asked. This is better. Wow. Imagine, <laughs> imagine every woman you ever slept with in the league beating the shit out of every girl you tried to start seeing. That's the same thing. No, but the, it's better how I said it, Garrett. It's, it's better. It's smoother. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, no, that would uh, be... Cut, when, you, when you do this, cut yours out. this is like some behind the scenes al pacino shit someone will say a line that wasn't written for him and he's like hey hey no 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 let's run this back i'm doing this and then edit it and then it's me no yeah it's like uh, al pacino and he he's like listen i'm gonna say great ass okay when i say great ass i'm a pound my chest okay and then al pacino gave us heat and heat was dope so thank you michael man I don't know why, but I just thought of a world in which Al Pacino's the official spokesperson for Viagra, but he does the uh, die for that inch speech from uh, Any well, Given well, Sunday. Yeah, Any Given Sunday. We would live and die for that inch. We would take this tiny blue pill for that inch. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to talk to my contacts at Trojan, and we're going to get a spot, okay? That's, that's going to be in the next commercial package. Perfect. Um, so, Scott beats evil boyfriend number two. Uh, where, where's number three? How do we get to number three? Okay, so number three comes by way of his ex then calling him, the one that broke his heart like a year prior, and is like, are you dating anyone? And he's like, yeah, I have a girlfriend. And she's like, wow, I'm kind of jealous now. What is her name? And he's like, I'm not telling you, Ramona Flowers, because he's <laughs> a shill. And so he gives her up, and then she's like, come to my concert. I want you to meet my ex since I haven't met yours. And for some reason, his dumbass does it. So he and Ramona Flowers goes to their show to somehow see them backstage after the fact so he can just live in the misery of both flexing his girlfriend to his old girlfriend that hurt him and then meeting the new boyfriend of the girlfriend, which is even a... Yeah. Oh, Christ almighty. Garrett Hezekiah It's Brie Larson. It's it's Brie Larson, but I don't know who the hell she is. (laughs) You can't escape me, Garrett. You thought you had a way out, but you don't. You don't, and you're trapped, and you're dead. Garrett Jeremiah Balliet. What is Brie Larson's character's name? Like doing a history podcast with your history teacher who quizzes you on random facts of history when you know the that broader would be story. A good podcast. Let's pitch that. Yeah. Oh Christ. Um, I'm gonna go with um, um, Brittany. I don't know. You get one more guess. Uh, Karen. Karen. I'm going with Karen. Final answer. Lock that in there, Regis. Oh, no. I just this want the pain is, to be over. <laughs> you just want the pain to be over as I rake you over these coals because Brie Larson's character, leader of this new band whose name I'll pull up later, is Envy Adams, Garrett. That sounds like a porn name. It's okay. Well, that's sexist of you. No, it's not. That just sounds like that. That's, that's what you think because your head's in the gutter. Yeah, but uh, Brie Larson, her character's name's Envy, uh, which is a weird name. It's as if we're in Full Metal Alchemist. So mm-hmm. her band is dope. They perform Black Sheep by Metric, another white person yep. song, my white people playlist. And uh, <laughs> Binders Full Garrett. And so backstage, um, it's it's all the sex bob It's uh, 
It's Scott Pilgrim. It's Ramona Flowers. It's all the bandmates. It's Knives Chow, who's now dating uh, Young Neil, who we didn't talk about, but Young Neil doesn't matter. Um, and they're back. And for some reason that I can't remember now, that I cannot connect us to, that I cannot okay. parse, understand, decipher, or discern. Yes, Stephen Naismith. <laughs> Knives Chow gets the shit smacked out of her. Oh, literally, because she's just piping up in defense of Scott Pilgrim and, like, against the ex. And so her boyfriend is just like, I'm not afraid to hit a woman. And just, like, beats the shit out of her. It, yeah, the new boyfriend, boy, evil ex number three. Who's and, played by the guy that played Superman in, like, the 06 Superman movie. The before they, yeah, yeah. That's the same guy that played Superman before they made Man of Steel in that one-off with Kevin Spacey. Brandon Ralph? Ruth? Yeah. Yeah, Brandon Ruth or Ralph, whatever his name is, is yeah. the vegan. Yeah, he's Todd. I'm not yeah. telling you that name. He's Todd. And Knives, Knives Chow, sweet, innocent Knives Chow, who never heard a fly except when nope. she wore her knives because her name is Knives Chow. She gets the shit smacked out of her garret. She gets pimp slapped by Superman. Walked. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah, knocked out. And then he proceeds to uh, want to fight uh, Michael Sarah, who we don't understand at first until you realize, oh yeah, not only did Superman steal his girlfriend or his ex, she also he also is the ex of uh, Ramona uh, Flowers. Thank God, Ramona Flowers. <laughs> um, and so now he has to fight both of his current and ex girlfriends' exes. Yeah. Um, and he's vegan, and in this world, being vegan gives you telekinesis. And so, what do you he, mean in this world? I mean, vegan. If you don't consume animal product, if you don't, your, dine your third up, eye of truth opens up. Yeah, your third eye opens up. You know, your chakras are aligned. You can root yourself and manipulate the physical realm. Well, it's time to put on the eggs and bacon, and time to start flying. Exactly. You know, stop. Stop. You know, going to stop eating chicken. Stop eating fish. Stop eating honey. So that's what happened to that kid, Nakira. Exactly, yo. Because, you know, because he was still dying on, like, bacon bits, which is still real meat, you know. So he wasn't aligned. And that's and when why he turned aligned, into the tumor, baby. Yeah, you know, so, you know, if you go to my Instagram, you can learn more about this. Healthy living, clean eating, learn how to levitate. But, yes, Todd, brother Todd, he's yeah. evil X number three, and he's just tossing Scott around because he's a supreme vegan. Yeah. And so then they get into a base battle because at a certain point, Scott Pilgrim realizes that physically he's not going to be able to stop this man. So maybe he can musically, but he can't then either because he's still going to get his ass kicked by someone who's just way better at the base as well as Listen, better at, than him at having sex with his ex-girlfriend and better at not eating meat. Through the power of veganism, Garrett, you yeah. can slap at the base. You can manipulate the physical world. You can do things you never thought possible. So you everybody. can slap at the knives chow. She, he didn't just slap Knives Chow. He slapped the highlights out of her hair. Young Neil's oh, holding that is, her that body. actually happened. Yes. Young Neil's holding her body like she just passed. He's like, Scott, he slapped the highlights out of her hair, Scott. He's fucking, and the boys in the hood. She's like, Knives, your highlights. No. Oh, fuck. Garrett. Oh, That's 100% why they got the, the inspiration for this scene. So while Todd Ingram is just smacking Scott around, he flies through a coffee shop. Yeah. Uh, Scott's like, but hey, before I die and become a little bit of change, how about you drink this coffee? And we'll toast to my demise. 
yes, po- toast to my demise. And Todd's like, foolish mortal, foolish bacon biter. You think I don't know that you put real milk in that coffee. I will instead take the one in your hand. But Scott, the trickster, the hobbit, if you will, he says, no, I put milk in both of them. And I just thought real hard about one of them. You drank it. Vegan police, take him away. And these time-traveling, interdimensional motherfuckers burst through the wall, fucking Miami Vice style, and say, hey, you're under arrest. You consumed dairy three times, or you consumed animal products three times. You're done. Evil X number three is defeated, Garrett. Huzzah. Which he defeats him with the best line ever, which is, once you were vegan, and now you must be gone. (laughs) That is a line in this movie. It's it's a legitimate line, and it was the worst. Yep. Where do we so, go from here? So he's, for some reason, walking down. There's, there's a couple more funny scenes with the roommate, including him waking up to his roommate having a three-way, uh, or at least it's presumed because he wakes up in a bed next to his roommate and two other dudes. So it's it's hysterical. Um, he then decides to like go on a walk for like no reason to clear his head. I don't know why. I, I'm sure there's a reason in the movie, but I can't remember it. And is immediately attacked by a very fast moving object that then turns out to be this like random woman that he's never met. That's like all gothed out. That's trying to kick his ass. Um, who then says that at some point she is going to come for him. And when she does, it will be serious. Um, and then she leaves. Um, and then they get to like another, Oh, the next round of battle of the bands, I think is where, where they wind up next. Um, which who are they playing at this point? Uh, they, I know they go to uh, clash at the demon heads and Scott's all pissed off because uh, Ramona Scott's pissed off that remote. He has to go through this Ramona flower system and fight people yes. just to date. It's annoying. Yeah. He's mad about it, which is, I think is fair, but it's not Ramona's power either. So um, while they're um, targeting at the bar in uh, arguing with Ramona, he gets his uh, shit kicked in by the same shadowy dashing figure as before. Played by May Whitman. Played by May Whitman. Evil X number four. Oh, fuck. Garrett Jerusalem oh. Balliet. Oh, how do you know my middle name? What is her name? I'm just going off of the naming conventions of them so far. So it's going to be some sort of like Marvel style alliteration, like Becky Beatwater or something. What's her name? You're in, you're in the ballpark of alliteration. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bethany Boss Bitch. I got nothing. Garrett. What? You get one last guess. Oh. Whit- Whitney Hitmaker. That's what I'm going with. Final answer. Now I'm just sad about Whitney Houston. No, Garrett. May Whitman's character's name is Rocky- Roxy Richter. As in Richter. Uh. Evil X number four. That is yeah. another shot for all of you playing along at home. So you're Scott you're blacked Pilgrim. out at this point, and you're going into liver failure. <laughs> Be sure to blame Garrett and send your medical bills to him. He's at five 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 five. So yeah, that's a real phone number. It's a real phone number. You can call it. And yeah. so uh, Scott Pilgrim, he's like, I don't actually want to fight a girl. Uh, okay, but she's yeah. kicking his shit in. It's hilarious because Scott Pilgrim oh, sucks. Yeah. And so <laughs> Ramona's like, fine, I'll fight you. 
she pulls out a giant Super Mario hammer from her purse. Because remember, they're in a video game world or something. And he's yes. fighting Roxy. And she's fighting Roxy. Mona wins because it's Evil X number four. And we've said seven several times. But that's totally fine. Uh, they get the money and go. So oh, before uh, that, uh, well, because well, so she's going to beat her, and yes. then is like the the evil ex establishes like no 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 you can't just beat me like there are rules to this he has to be the one that defeats me so she grabs his arms and works him like a puppet and then uh, somehow gets kicked off them and she he does not beat her physically for some reason her G spot oh, is the God. back of her knee and he pokes the back of her knee while she's going to do an axe kick to his head. She has an orgasm and dies. She, Mae Whitman, Roxy Richter in this movie, Evil X number four, she comes so hard that she dies. That is the first and last time that Scott Pilgrim will ever satisfy anyone. Yeah, that, yeah. Scott, Scott was like, well, that's, I've never seen that happen before. Not just the death thing, just the sexual satisfaction in a woman thing. Because yep. I promise you, Scott, Scott Pilgrim in bed, one word selfish okay. and also this isn't going to help the situation because now he's going to only focus in on the back of the knee <sighs> you think from now on he's 100 percent all back he's like it worked that one time he's like well she yep. also died so do you want that by any means necessary <laughs> but if, if she dies she dies scott she pilgrim dies, is a man now okay yep. yeah so at the at the Next uh, band meeting for the sex bombs. They're trying to figure out what they need to do to win the next gig because it's going against the Katayanagi twins. Which he only finds right. out cool. about because she's he, I find, he's being sarcastic, but he's like, can you just give me like a laminated card that just has all the X's on there so at least I know who I'm going to have to fight next. And then she produces a laminated yeah. card after like being a little pissed off at him, which is how he finds out that she dated two people, yeah. well, two siblings at presumably the exact same time. This, this girl's had a past. Did we get that backstory? No, we didn't. I don't remember getting that backstory. Yeah, because like every other one of these exes we should mention, they give a little backstory, yeah. but it's always something dumb. It's like, well, we dated in third grade. We dated in fifth grade. Like, it's like all of the grades of her if education. In third grade, I think I might have been married, okay? In the, in the first, in kindergarten to first grade. I may, I may be legally married. I don't know. It so might it's be. Like, yeah, but that person's not going to get roped into my evil exes. So well, she's counting point. everybody. Her body count is so overinflated. It's like I one time held hands when I was six years old. Counts. Fuck it. Had something. Yeah. This person's in my life forever now. I guess. I'm like oh, they the, the the commitment. Mm-hmm. So yeah. these two twins are DJs. So we're finally mixing up the music genres, um, and they have like an entire wall of like DJ like amps, amps. basically. It's amp versus amp at Battle of the Bands. Sunday, yeah. Sunday, Sunday. This weekend at the Megaplex, Walk Sex Bombs take on Evil X's five and six, the Katayanagi Twins. You can pay for your whole seat, but all you'll need is the edge. Kids get in free. Thanks for watching Spike TV. How was that? Was it? How did I do? It was perfect. I give it like an eight and a half. Yes, I should do voice work. Okay, you really should. So, uh, and they only have like a like a Marshall half stack, and and this other band or the the DJs have like an entire wall. So they're all scared shitless. Marshall half stack. That's a trick. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they play one of their songs. They get destroyed by these two dudes that are like mixing up the DJ, and you can't really hear whatever music they're producing, but. Uh, it produces dragons 
and the dragons fight them. And they produce a giant gorilla monster, because of course they do. And the giant gorilla monster, being fueled by sheer rock and roll, fight the dragons and beat the dragons and win. And that's two of the evil exes down, because at this point in the movie, someone went, this shit's taking too long. Can we at least get rid of two of these people at the same time? And they did. They, they really did. And now you're giving me a vision for rock band six or whatever the last one was where it's like all right the the online um pvp mode is just like are right, you choosing an avatar for your music to represent and if you beat yep. them yours beats up theirs let's pitch have they them. had a musical fighting game before because that actually would be fun as shit um okay i guess def jam yeah but i mean it wasn't like you were producing the music by fighting yeah yeah it just no, had a great soundtrack that's new let's let's do it yeah. Oh, while we're at it, we can pitch the white people fighting game based on your playlist, which is yes. just a bunch of people in khakis having stern conversations while rumors plays. And while Garrett and I get the brief for that, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the climax of the movie, who did we love, and everything else. And we're back. All right, now let's get into the final evil X and how Scott handles that. So we just beat the Katayanagi twins. And Scott, through all the money he earned, through killing like six men and a woman, five men and a woman, several people, he gets He's a serial killer at this point. (laughs) In in this world, there are no gods, no kings, only coins. So it's fine, right? Like every every funeral is also a trip to Coinstar. Yeah, basically. So uh, they show up to this finale, uh, like the final uh, battle of the bands. And while they're like getting ready to go on stage or whatnot, do they actually perform at this thing? For some reason, I forget. Are you, are you saying like after, um, like when they showed up to fight the twins, it's like Gideon is there. In the crowd. Oh yeah, yeah, good point, good point, good point. Okay, so yeah, yeah that is when this happens. So he, she looks, he looks out in the crowd and he sees, uh, I always want to call her Renona Ryder. And I don't know Renona why. R- are you Scooby-Doo? Renona yes. Ryder? Renona Ryder. Roro. Yeah. Roro. Um, Ramona. So, yeah, he sees Ramona Flowers, and she's talking to some, like, creepy-looking... Actually, kind of looks like the younger version... Or the older version of the younger version of the lead singer of Fall Out Boy a little bit. What? Um, with, like, guy liner on, and um, is, like, chatting her up and being kind of w- creepy. And so he's getting kind of jealous. And so w- after they win, he grabs his extra life because he gets, like, a one-up. Yeah. Hops off the stage and goes to, like, find them because what the hell is up? And meets them in a back alley for, uh, you know, a, a good and bad scrappy news. scrap. A miniature scrap and scrap. Yeah, so um, Scott, Scott is like, Ramona, what the hell? And he's like, I'm sorry, this is Gideon. He's also the Seven Evil X. He's also the person in the music industry who's going to sign the winner of Battle to the Bands to a contract. So Gideon signs Sex bob to a three-album three contract, takes Ramona, Kind and of she's like, she's like, I just can't resist him. Like, he's just like my one that I can't, I can't, like, he's in my yeah. head or whatever. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, Scott, you don't want to play if Gideon's the contract? Fine. Young Neil knows all your songs. Understudy is very much all about Eve. And Young Neil mm-hmm. takes uh, Scott's place on the bass. So Scott is like, meh. That's how he is. Yep. And he goes back to his apartment. His uh, gay roommate has decided that he has a 
like he wants to actually have his own place. He'd like to be able to have his own life and he'd like to be able to have sex with strangers on a bed that is not occupied by Scott Pilgrim, which we all strive to achieve in our lives. So Scott has to leave. Uh, he also has no band. Uh, he also has no girlfriend. Um, and he has really no reason to continue on other than that Gideon gives him a phone call that then says, hey, in essence, we're having, what was it, like an album release party or like a signing party or something? And like, come on down so I can make good on this because I want to be the bigger man. Yeah, Gideon fake tells uh, Scott like, hey, hey, buddy, I don't want any any hard feelings. So come out to uh, your former band playing at this club. And so Wallace, that's his roommate's name, Garrett, Wallace. Uh, <laughs> Wallace tells Scott, yo, go fucking fight. But go both because A, you should, and B, I want you gone. So two birds, one stone. And so Scott Pilgrim's like, bet, I'm gonna pull the fuck up at this club and I'm gonna make a scene. Every, anytime you see a woman who has a boyfriend, you have to ask her, ask yourself, Garrett, hmm. but can this boyfriend fight? Yeah. And the response to that question determines how you proceed, okay? So Scott decides, all right, not give you buck, let me go there. And I'm going to get in the club because I know that the secret password is, huh? And the second secret password is whatever because it's 2010 and we're cool. 100%. So then Scott goes there. He, he, he goes, oh, Renish. He pulls up there and is like, tear that bitch apart. That bitch being Gideon. Yes. Uh, pulls out the sword of love from his chest because he's fighting because he loves Ramona. And has his final boss battle. Round Which- one surprisingly does not go well i mean it kind of i mean okay so he actually does have the upper hand but at some point knives all of a sudden butts in and is like you broke uh you broke my ex's heart and now i will have yours and gideon's like confused he's like i'm not talking to you i'm talking to ramona and so it's a ramona on knives fight while there's a gideon on scott pilgrim fight and then Scott tries to break up their fight after kind of besting Gideon, who yeah. then sneaks behind him, Rose. steals the sword of love, and kills him. Yeah, yeah. Gideon uh, does a sneak attack after seemingly getting thrown out of the ring. Should have been a ring out. Scott wins, default. Yep. Instead, Gideon, no respect for the rules of the World Martial Arts Tournament, uh, sneaks up and stabs Scott through the heart. Very red wedding. And uh, yep. Scott dies. He straight up dies, which in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, death is just basically what? The, the desert yeah which sucks yeah it's the Scott salt flats died, that's what hell right? is or death is he legit died which yeah. is crazy. it's not as light as we thought like oh tee hee hee you turn into coins no nope, you go you somewhere coins, you're sent to the fucking mojave desert where it's nothing but like bleach white dirt and a sun that keeps beating you down and that's where he's well maybe it's scott bilkham goes to hell which makes perfect fucking sense because 100 percent does yeah, Scott Pilgrim is not in heaven, everybody. No, he's on. He's in hell, and he's on our incels. But um, <laughs> when I, I'm gonna pause for a sec as you said that, because hmm. I think of Scott Pilgrim, and I also think of uh, what's his main character? Five Hundred Days of Summer. Tom. I was just gonna say that. There we My go. close to this was going to be that this movie is Five Hundred Days of Summer with more fighting. <laughs> it's Five Hundred Days of Summer. When he's a hundred percent wrong, as opposed to sixty-five to seventy-five yeah. percent wrong. There's to not 80. overtones of wrong. He's just straight up wrong. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim sucks. If people but luckily sucks, they will kill. They will kill Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim should have died in this scene. We all agree that should have been the end of this movie. But, but he it was the not. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. He got the he got the one up. 
And because he got the one up, he has an extra life. And like a video game, it isn't that he just comes back to life where he is. It's one of those video games where you have to restart the whole fucking level. Which so he wakes up. Favor. Yes, he wakes up in his bed. He knows the two passwords slash beats the shit out of the bouncers. He shows back up at the place, has a very brief, much more brief conversation with everyone. But what cracked me up is that Gideon says the same bad guy speech before they fight in the exact same way. And I was like, oh, it's the unskippable cutscene. Some cutscenes you can't skip, but one thing he said differently, and I want to hmm. pause on it for a second. So okay. for Sex Babam, the drummer, uh, Kim, because I'm not going to test you again, is played sure. by Alison Pill. And right. uh, as we, we, we've heard before that Scott Pilgrim sucks. He hurts women's feelings when he breaks up with them because for some reason women are sexually attracted to Scott. I think it's because he's really good at the bass, and the bass is slept on. That's how he pulls. But he broke Kim's heart back in high school. And earlier he's like, oh, Kim's fine. Kim fucking hates Scott. Oh, yeah. So before this climactic battle, um, as Scott's a more realized person and has interests outside of manipulating 17-year-old girls, he's and like... And it took his death to get there. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, wait, yeah. well, that says something. Um, before he fights uh, Gideon, Kim, uh, Scott tells Kim, hey, yeah, I'm sorry about who I was and how I acted and everything. And so maybe it's definitely... Maybe it's too little, too late, whatever. But it's nice because then Scott... He's like, I'm not fighting for Ramona. I'm fighting for myself because you pulled up and pulled my girl. So I'm not fighting to get her back. I'm fighting because fuck you. And it's, he pulls then out. Then he gets the sword of self-love. <laughs> yeah, he gets the sword of self-respect because the sword of love, because he before he was fighting because he loves Ramona. That mm-hmm. sword broke into pieces because love is worthless. Now he pulls out the sword of self-respect. You're rolling your eyes at me, and I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's fun. No yeah, hey. hey, you know, it's just a joke. Um but self-respect is worth something yeah, but that sword breaks too so really swords are shitty and people maybe, shouldn't yeah, maybe it's not about self-respect or love maybe it's just about swords and i shouldn't make this weird a hundred percent yeah there's a reason we shoot people now you know as opposed to sword fights yeah um yeah. but yeah so knives shows up in the same way but they go back to their ddr roots and tag team dance slash fight him yeah. um and uh, they beat him, and he dies. They just straight up kill his ass. Garrett, who's him? What, Gideon? Okay. Yeah. No, I'd said Gideon before. I knew his name was Gideon, and for some reason I know Matthew Patel. These are the two of the seven evil exes that I remember, and everyone else has no name. Yeah. Um, so he dies. Um, and then they... Okay, so I'm not going to say the name of this, but like, what was the name of evil Scott Pilgrim? Because it was the same name as the oh end God. of the battle DDR dude. And I was like, the way you'd say that out loud just doesn't come out good. <laughs> okay. So earlier when uh, Scott and Knives are playing DDR, um, the final level, you have to fight an evil version of yourself, N-E-G-A, Nega, whatever. Garrett is very much afraid of saying the N-word right now, which I suppose I should... ever. Yeah. No, he says it's it. It's not right now. Time. Just it's in this crazy. moment. Garrett just... Just left and right. You know, you'll be rapping along in the car and Garrett's like, what of it? I'm kidding. Nobody, <laughs> he's upset right now. <laughs> You're get... everyone, everyone tweet out hashtag cancel Garrett. And uh... perfect. Garrett is over, over party. I promise he never actually said the N word. So N-E-G-A neg. Yeah. We'll just go. evil. Uh, so it's like, yo, evil Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Cause remember Scott Pilgrim fucking sucks. So it makes yes. very good sense that he then has to fight an evil version of himself. Um, but instead, he makes he, peace with the evil version of himself, which in general is nice. 
However, when this it was is a cop best, out. It was a well. It was funny because you know after all these insane, intense kung fu battles, Scott and his uh, evil person, he's like, "No, we had a lot in common." Uh oh. Uh, like, Let's go get brunch later. We're gonna we're gonna get food later. As they're as they're walking out of the warehouse, they're talking about waffles or something. And it was funny. It was funny, but it's like, oh god. So evil Scott and regular Scott, no difference. You know. Nope. He's learned nothing. He's grown not in the slightest other than that he should stop fucking over people that he dates and maybe yeah. stop having sex with high school girls even though at the end it almost he never seems had like sex he's going to end up with knives. I don't, I don't need true. to do that. But he yeah. Date high school girls. Um, so he's like, Ramona's like, hey, like my life's too complicated. My past is too much and like it hurts the people around me. And he's like, oh, I'll get over it. She's like, well, it's not just all about you, Scott, for Christ's sake. Um, and like, you know, there's other people. It's but it's a big thing. I'm gonna go my own way. And she starts walking down the way. And then Knives is like, you know, go after her. And he's like, really? Like, what about you? And I'm like, oh, okay. So like, you're gonna date the high school girl because you don't want to hurt her feelings after having cheated on her, broken up with her, and now we've reconciled with her. You're now gonna go back to dating her just because you don't want to hurt her feelings and not go after Ramona. And you already hurt her feelings before, so we're late. Yeah. So like, what what's the strategy here, there, Scott? But whatever. So she gives him permission. He chases her down, grabs her hand, and they walk through a big metaphysical door, and uh, the movie's over. Yeah. So the movie ends. Scott and Ramona together, traveling through the subspace highway that runs through Scott's mind. Knives is somehow at peace, and seven people are dead. So let's just cut right to it. Do they last, Boca? Oh, that's fascinating. I didn't actually think, despite the fact that we do this every week, I really didn't ask myself, do Scott Pilgrim and Ramona Flowers last together as a couple? They don't. Um, Seven people are dead, so I hope so. No, I think they break up about seven minutes after that scene ends. Oh yeah, that'd be, that's that's on brand for Scott. She a hundred percent eats him. She like changes her hair color for the fourteenth time. Realizes that new like fuchsia haired her no longer really fucks with Scott. Scott is uh, has some online subscription and a lotion addiction, and they, they don't they fall apart. And he's Ooh, Bang just, Bros. Reality King. Hundred percent. Only fans. Jesus Christ. Maddie <laughs> <laughs> America. Anyway. <laughs> Book is just naming it. Uh, every subscription service that I currently have. How did I forget one? <laughs> did, hey, it's your credit card, Garrett. You need to stop falling asleep around me. Disney Plus. Um, <laughs> that's just because I haven't seen Hamilton. It's fine. Uh, Boca wants to bang a Topanga. Anyway. Topanga, um, yeah. Um, yeah, you're not wrong. So they don't last. because um, no, they Scott don't. Sucks, even and though he's, he's in cells. He's self, kind of. Scott Pilgrim sucks. And Scott Pilgrim, I don't think ever has sex with her either. I think Scott Pilgrim never had sex. And he's I mean, an incel. No, he's not. Okay. Scott Pilgrim's an incel. The byline of this should be Bromance Podcast, Season 3, Episode 7, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Scott Pilgrim's an incel. I don't want to call him an incel just because... I don't know if he's even trying for that. If he's still blushing about holding hands. That's true. He's very much. He has to get to the anger stage, but he will get there. He's trying to hit doubles, not home runs. That is true. He's trying to get to base two and a half, as they've confirmed several times. I need to stop shaming him. It's like, hey, if you're listening to this near virgin, it's okay. Yeah. We're doing 40-year-old virgin next week. I'm kidding. Um, Just don't act like Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. The moral of the story... If you've, if you've seen this and you didn't take away this lesson, if you haven't seen this and you listen all the way through, 
Don't be Scott Pilgrim. Just because somebody's yeah. the main character doesn't mean you should be like him. Don't be like Scott Pilgrim, House, Tom from Tom from uh, 500 Days, any of the guys from New Girl, Ross from Friends, Kyle from Living Single. Don't if, if they're pro- Scott Ted from uh, no, is it Scott from uh, I mean, Michael Scott from The Office? Oh God! Everyone knows. Don't be like Michael Scott. Come I don't know. Some people must not have gotten that memo. Ooh, T. Name names. No. Okay, fine. So Scott and Ramona don't last. Who did you love in this movie? Um, I love Walt. Was it Wallace? Is that the roommate? Yeah, Scott. Bill- he's by Kieran. Kieran uh, McCulkin. Uh, he's my absolute favorite. He's McCulkin. fucking hysterical. Yeah. He has all the best lines. He is w- one of the best people in this movie, and he's fantastic. And I yeah. love the idea that he's having sexual intercourse on top of Scott Pilgrim. So that's just a win-win. Yeah. So uh, Wallace is dope. I love Knives Chow, and not in a weird, awful way that you're going to like. Hey, Chris Hansen's coming on to join the podcast. So one of your subscription services, I see. <laughs> I saw this movie when I was in high school, and I loved okay. Knives Chow. Okay. And I watched it again, and I'm like, why do I feel like I know Knives Chow again? And she's also in uh, Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. So it's like, oh my god, and I loved her there too. So the actress that plays uh, Knives Chow, what is her name? Ellen Wong. She's just great. I love her. And I'll be, beyond just being like, oh my god, I would love to marry Ellen Wong. It's like, yo, um, she did nothing wrong. She is without no. sin. And she's here dating fucking Scott Pilgrim, and I feel so bad for her. And so it's like... Who her, when she is Scott Pilgrim's age, would be like, why did I ever date Scott Pilgrim? Yeah. She's only dating Scott Pilgrim because she's 17. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 It's Scott Pilgrim sucks. And it's, uh, but, but surprisingly, he, this movie didn't suck. This movie is great. How would you rate it, Garrett? Uh, ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Nine. 8.8. There we go. Yeah. I don't know why I pulled up on the nine, but for some reason, it's just not quite nine for me, but it's damn near close. Okay, with that IGN old school Pokemon Ruby Sapphire, it has too much water bullshit. But it really makes you feel like Spider Man. Oh my god, fuck you! <laughs> oh, the industry, what a country! Um, right. Yeah, so that movie, this movie is great. Uh, rate it highly. It's on Netflix right now, which also yeah. it was I like, love not having to pay three dollars to Amazon to have to rent a movie. Oh yeah, I'd just be pirating shit these days. But it moves it. so quickly. It has so many people that blew up later. Michael Sarah, Kiernan Culkin, who was also in Succession, Anna Kendrick, Allison Pill, who you saw in the newsroom, Aubrey Plaza because of Parks and Rec, Mary Elizabeth Winstead playing Ramona Flowers, Jason Schwartzman. It's like so, Chris so, Evans. Yeah, yeah. It's like this was a freaks and geeks of movies. It's it like, really oh, was. All these people later. Yeah, no, it was damn good. The only person that really never went anywhere after this is the dude that played uh, Superman. Because then he went on to be in, he play, he's in a- uh, Arrow or something. He plays like some Does he tech Super- manufacturer. No, 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 he doesn't. Which is uh, funny because he should. Um, but he ends up playing some B-list person in Arrow. Anyway, um, yeah, no, this was, this was a good movie. It's uh, action-packed. It's fun to watch. It's a good time. If anything else, if you just put this movie on mute and have like a big TV in your place and you want to listen to some music and have a cool visual in the background, this mm-hmm. is that movie. Yes. If you're doing, if you're having the projector at the, at the house party, cause yeah. you're the theater frat, you're in DKA. And so you just want this on the wall. This yes. is a good movie. Cause it's so kinetic. Yeah. 
And then you'll just like post up on the wall, wait for your flowers to show up. And then just be like, you know, Michael Sarah only had six weeks to learn the bass before filming this movie. And yet he still pulled it off. Do you want to touch it yet? <laughs> oh God. TBT to high college, not even high school. Right? You'd be no. young again, man. Uh, I did the math. Back in our prime. I'm going to say something that's going to upset so many of our older listeners. Uh, I freaked out today because I realized in like four years, three months, I'm going to be 30 years old. Yeah. It's like four years, I'll be 30. And I was like, holy fuck. Uh, If only that was not me in a year and a half, Boca. A year and a half? Oh, Garrett. I'm 28 and a half. Why haven't you proposed yet, Garrett? This is insane. (sighs) I'm kidding. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Garrett's motioning to cut the podcast. He's like, yo, this this, this wasn't good. I'm about here installing flooring. I'm going to oh. be 30. Oh, man. I'm going to buy the a red sports car and start doing testosterone. You already do have a sports car, Garrett. You drive a, a BMW. It's not red. It's not red. Oh, my God. Yeah, get a Camaro. There we go. That Nothing says I'm not competent. Uh, or a Corvette. That is, I'll get a gold chain, a Corvette, and a one-inch wiener. I already got one of those. Hey. Um, anyway, so next week we are doing crazy, stupid love. Oh yes, yeah, this yes. I'm hyped for. I'm genuinely excited for this. Yeah, we're going. To, we're yeah. This this the back end of the season super strong. So be sure to tune in yeah. for that. Follow us at Podcast Bromance on Twitter. Follow me at Bocla Book on Twitter. And then and me just, at G Balliet because I remembered my Twitter handle. Hey, I was going to cut you off. You remember your Twitter? Say it again so they can yeah. hear it. G Balliet. Good luck on, on spelling it. Yeah, it's like two T's and two L's or something. Yeah, B A L L I E T T. Put a G in front of that and then tweet angry shit at me. Oh, yeah, please do. I'd love to watch that happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hmm. that'd be great if they give you that. Why'd you say, oh, what do you know that I don't know? What did I just open on, up? I'll work on something in my off time. Don't worry about it, Garrett. Uh, Christ Almighty. Okay. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a good evening. Thanks.